right, got that going. Okay. All right. Now, um, uh, all right, that was good. Now just faster and more intense. Honest, open, and vulnerable may contain adult language and material that is not suitable for listeners under 18. This is a stream of consciousness podcast that delves into an eclectic mix of topics. Audience discretion is advised. And you are listening to episode 130 of Honest, Open, and Vulnerable. I'm Matthew. And I'm Scarlett. And I am Ryan. Uh, we definitely uh, encourage uh, feedback and for you to uh, give, give us ideas on the show. Easy way to do that is post a comment on our website, hovpodcast.net. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash honest.open.vulnerable. And you can find me on Instagram at Colonel underscore Tux. That's K-E-R-N-E-L underscore T-U-X. And you can find us on Instagram at H-O-V Podcast. Uh, you can find my blog at inscarletstorm.wordpress.com. And you can find me on Instagram at the Fuchsia Lady. That's T-H-E-F-U-C-H-I-A-L-A-D-Y. You can also send us an email. And our email address is Podcast at gmail.com. You can also leave us a voicemail at 231-846-8420, and you can reach me on Instagram at Matthew Scribbles, and it is the start of a new month, which means the start of a brand new studio name, so welcome, one and all, to Kryptonite Condom Studio. What better way to tell your loved one, <laughs> I love you, in the month of February than by doing it safely? <laughs> in a way that, will ki- that could kill Superman. <laughs> I, I guess I don't know. <laughs> so, um, so this is the our second go at uh, doing uh, do, doing video. So, um, so yeah, a little had had a, had a, had a few kinks like always, but uh, but yeah, as we're working on it. So um, <laughs> people can see my face now. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and well, yeah, and 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 the and the and and the rest of us. And so the rest yeah, of us, yes. you know. So we like to start uh, every uh, ep- episode with our moments of squee. Uh, so what, what do you have, uh, Matthew? So I had to think about this for a little while, and it's been a couple of weeks that have gone by since our, we last gathered around the podcast table. And in that time, uh, I did something a little bit fun that I would say definitely merits a moment of squee recognition. I did... This is kind of a thing now, apparently, uh, with people. I did an unboxing event with uh, my brand new Super Nintendo Classic Edition that I got for Christmas this past uh, holiday season. Oh, nice. So uh, I never actually got to play the original uh, Super Nintendo growing up, except for maybe there was one on display at, you know, the store, like at, you know, your local area, big box shop or whatever. But I never actually got to play one within the comfort of my own home. So the fact that now we're in the world where everything old is new again and cheaper, (laughs) uh, I was uh, finally able to experience what it was like to have that uh, game system in my home. But now, of course, things are, you know, bigger doesn't always mean it's better. And with the cases of these reissue of uh, classic consoles, it's definitely much smaller than the original one that came out back in the early 90s. 
But uh, unlike the original, of course, uh, this one came preloaded with a whole bunch of classic games from that 16-bit era that nice. growing up I was uh, very much a fan of. Uh, the uh, My overall impressions were, and I, I didn't spend a whole lot of time you know, going into the the, pre- uh, the preloaded list of games, but the uh, what I did lo- what I did appreciate were that the the controllers that came with the system were full size uh, Super Nintendo controllers oh, that nice. I was familiar with. Nice. So if you're even just the most casual of gamers, having a good controller in your hand is always going to be key for your gaming experience. And from uh, my perspective. And I'm a little bit biased. The Super Nintendo uh, controller is hands down, no pun intended, <laughs> the best gaming control control pad I've ever used. It's always been the most comfortable. It's always been, in a certain way, uh, it's it's you know made its way into my heart from a very early age. And even when I became a PC gamer uh, around the turn of the century which I guess I can say now. Uh, <laughs> or the terminal of the millennium, whichever one you want to use. <laughs> if, you know, apples and oranges. So uh, I always tried to find a, uh, a PC gamepad that m- mirrored the Super Nintendo one. It is it is a good, con- really good controller. Yeah. Every single time. I always wanted to find that configuration where you had your, your, your directional pad and your start and select button and then your four... Uh, action buttons on the right side and if you had you know the the trigger switches at the top great if not well you still had a decent controller anyway so that's always been my benchmark to find a controller that was similar to that style the con- the console itself is significantly uh, smaller but the 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 mock-up is exactly like the north american variant of the super nintendo the controls are a little bit different because there's no game that you pop into the slot anymore. There's actually mm-hmm. no slot that exists. But the the front... so, so there's like no cartridges that you have to blow if it doesn't quite load right. Right. Or... <laughs> there, there, you don't you don't do any of that stuff anymore because you have 25. I think it's 25 games that are preloaded onto the software, and it's actually if wow. I'm not mistaken. Uh, if I'm wrong, hwpodcast at gmail uh, It runs on a Linux based system. The software does. Pretty sure, yeah. So I kind of got to dabble around with some of my old favorites. Uh, Super Mario World. Uh, I, I fired up uh, Star Fox, and I hadn't played Star Fox in oh, wow. ages. And as a bonus, uh, if you clear the first level of Star Fox, which admittedly as a kid I never actually was able to do, if you clear it, uh, it unlocks the uh, never-before-released sequel to Star Fox. Oh, wow. That was supposed to come out for the Super back in uh, the mid-90s. That project got scrapped uh, many years ago, and they, with the release of the classic... Uh, well, it was, it, was prob- it was probably scrapped beca- uh, because of the Nintendo 64 was being developed, so they just figured, okay, we'll just, you know, we'll take what we're, you know, building here and refactor it for that. Uh, that's part, part of the reason why. Uh, you know, new hardware, new uh, expectations, and... I would presume that that was going to be the uh, the direction that the company was was going to head uh, at that time. So the fact that you, by clearing that first level on this mini console, you can unlock that game wow. and see what we could have had 22 years ago, tw- almost 23 years ago. It, it's it's a nice little treat to at least have something that's something that's essentially brand new, even though it's a uh, 
older than probably most current gamers now. Yeah, yeah. So it it was fun. It was fun to to get that chance to unbox and you know kind of take a stroll down memory lane and enjoy uh, doing some spin jumps on in Super Mario World <laughs> and then uh, get into Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past, which of course I had to rename my character the same name I named him. Oh, of course. When I first played the game, and I first played the game, and I was a little late to the party. I first played Link to the Past when I was a sophomore in college. And I ran it on a uh, a different uh, computing platform. <laughs> yes. So, but it but it was a storyline that I was always intrigued by, even though you know what the Zelda series had been around for some time. But Link to the Past has long mm-hmm. been my favorite entry into the series, and I carry I I went through that game for months before I was able to beat it. <laughs> It was such a great story. And oh, even, yeah. Even when it came out, Nintendo Power gave it a 4.9 out of 5. It was the highest rated uh, game that they had. Right, rightly so. Ever given. And I think it stayed that way for many years. And I don't really ever know if someone uh, or some other studio released a game that beat that score. But you can see yeah. why. At the time, the story, oh, yeah. the story was great. The uh, level design was great. The combat system was great. Everything about that game, there's... You have to look very, very hard. Oh, you're 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 beyond picking nits at that point. Yeah, to, yeah. To find something that's wrong with that system, I never found anything wrong with it at all, and I will continue to go back and play it. It's that good. It has that, mm-hmm. that good of replay value. So that was that's my moment. I was able to, uh, you know, take a stroll down the Nostalgia Boulevard and get to. Uh, Finally, have a 16-bit console in my home. So, who needs a who, who needs a PS4? Who, who needs yeah. uh, who needs, who needs that? 1080p? Yeah, I don't, I don't need 4K. <laughs> I don't need that. We just need the 8-bit pixelized graphics. That's all we need. Give give me a <laughs> give me an RS switch and a console that I have to blow dust out of, and and we're good. So that that's that's it for me. That's uh, that was my moment. What what about you, Scarlett? Um, I had a couple of things. Um, mostly, um, we had a corporate event at my work, and my friend River was able to go with me, and so that was really fun. I'm glad we were able to do that, and yeah, it was fun. That's probably my biggest moment of squee. And then I was able to go swimming, and I realized that I have a pretty extensive shoulder injury that I'm still recovering from, so I have to kind of baby it. But that was kind of nice to be able to do that. Nice. That's about it. So my, mine's a little bit off. Um, so I I was wa- watching well what was what's essentially the Weather Channel, um, but I was watch, watching watching on Roku, and uh, this they they allow, allow you to pause, which again I don't know why, but whatever. And uh, I. I they were they were showing a com- commercial for a uh, for what is it Mesa, uh, Mesa State Un- University, and at one point they they cut to uh, they they kind of go through these little montages of like things people are doing at Mesa State, so you can come over here and you know all that kind of fun stuff, and at the they they 
go go to and then one one of them is uh, like a little cl- classroom. It looks like you know it's kind of um, they have the you know like like lab cl- classrooms where you have like those high those high t- high tables and and uh, on and again against the far the far wall they I they they had like they have like uh, one one of the a big uh, flat flat screen and it, it, something about it kind of looked a little familiar. And, but it, they don't hold on this. They they weren't holding on this particular shot for very long, like like, like maybe a second, and then they kind of went you know went off on it. And so, and on this particular you know weather app thing on on Roku, they like to repeat themselves. <laughs> a so, lot. Yeah. So <laughs> it's usually you know com, you know com, advertisement for Company X. Followed by advertisement by Company X. Followed by advertisement for Company X. (laughs) So, I I got some some uh, good some good practice at hitting the the pause button at the right time because it gave me plenty of opportunity. They kept playing the same thing over and over. (laughs) Turns out it's Ubuntu. So, <laughs> so I I I know it's, it's that's it's only exciting. I'm the I'm the only person excited by that in this in this room. But you know, it's just it. You usually don't find Linux in the wild. So um, I'm I'm sure whoever made made the video had didn't even give it a second thought. They're just like, oh wait, this this kind of looks cool. Just because with the way all of the win- windows and everything on the on the monitor were lit, were laid out. It looked it looked like ultra modern. And hey, you get to you know play you know look look at this cool thing. And and I'm sure that whoever made it never gave it. It was like wait, let, hey, we play with Linux. Let's make sure that we show a picture of us using Linux. And you know so because they were probably <laughs> counting on some nerd hitting pause. And <laughs> yeah, exa- yeah, exactly. They were counting on someone like me. <laughs> But you know, making sure I pause on just on just the right on the right frames. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> so I've I've been I I've been um I th- just this past week I was de- dealing with uh, a sinus infection. I was just laid out. So I, <laughs> I and um, I've been you know I've I've been getting getting ready for a co- coding boot camp, and so you know. That's all I got. <laughs> so, um, there's there's one thing I uh, was gonna want wanted to talk about that uh, it's it it's inspired from the from the uh, sci-fi show The Orville, which is on Fox. Which, by the way, if you haven't seen it, fix that. Pa- pause this right now. <laughs> Wait for the Ubuntu logo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, pa- pause this right now and go watch the Orville and come back. So <laughs> I'm just no. Um, so there, there's a there, there's a so um, kind of uh, uh, like a, so, a social kind of moray. I kind of want to. I'm not quite sure if moray is quite the right right word, right word, but that um, that I kind of want to delve into. But um, I'm. It's it's inspired by an episode that I saw in the Orville, so I'm hoping we can do this without without uh, spo- without spoiling it because uh, one one person in this room has not seen the Orville, and I don't want to spoil it for him. <laughs> wow, so. way to uh, keep that uh, 
Anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, and anyway, so, <laughs> so, so I'll, so I'll, um, so I just wanted to kind of put that disclaimer out there that there may be kind of spoilerish th- things, but um, but uh, Scarlet will kind of, kind of keep, oh, I will keep, keep him a, accountable. Yes, <laughs> make make sure that because yeah, um, I, I I any anyway. So in in this uh, in this soci- society that uh, they come across in this episode, everybody has like a badge where like upvote and downvote. And there's like a main feed, so it, it's essentially Twitter on crack, <laughs> to where like everybody's t- tied in. Um, by the time you reach a cert- certain age, you get a badge, and any anybody that like if someone likes you, you know they hit that upvote button, and you know if you did something kind of douchey, hit that downvote button, and and if you do something that's socially unacceptable. That that gets uh, posted it, to everybody, so everybody can vote. And it 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 yeah. uh, it it's actually a major part of their uh, of their judicial system. It quite literally sounds like it's the court of public opinion. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. And there is a there is a show on. I think it was on. NBC that was pretty much that um, if you saw something, you say something, say something, well, kind of report that <laughs> if something, if they were, looking, is this a PSA that you're talking about? Shut up. <laughs> if they were looking for, like if they were, if you looking, see something, <laughs> <laughs> if they were looking for a certain criminal, then they would, they would ask people on social media to kind of, figure that out, you know, uh, kind of, you know, if you see it, if you see this, if you see this car we're looking for, let us know. And th- th- they could kind of do that on social media. And I do not remember the name of that show cause I never watched it, but that was kind of a similar premise. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I know, I never, that, I, I, I have, I have no recollection of the, of that show. So <laughs> if I don't even know if it's still on anymore and it was, it's been in the last two years, yeah. three years maybe. Anyway, well, I don't, I don't really keep my ear to the ground. This, I mean, so. Anyway. But, yeah, but uh, but yeah, my I mean, when I as I was as I saw saw it unfold, I was like, okay, yeah, this is social media on crack, <laughs> and this um, it it re- it re- it. A number of episodes ago, I brought brought up. Can we take a joke? That that doc- documentary, I mean, it's kind of that blown blown up times a hundred, because um, I, I know we t- we had talked. I mean, we're we're all we're already we've already seen you know cases of what we I mean, what they what they ha- had in the in the show. I mean, it was mu- it was much more of their infrastructure than so- mm-hmm. social media is. Um, so it, it's, I mean, it was, it, it was mandated, not, yeah, exactly. It, it was mandated in their society. So you didn't really have a choice whether you participated or not. If you chose not to participate, you would be voted against. So, <laughs> so yeah. 
But, um, I mean, we've already seen, you know, cases of our own so- social social media kind of acting like like this. You know, one you know, when we brought brought up the woman, woman making that bad joke about flying to Africa, and then when she lands, she finds out she's fired. <laughs> so um, this this kind of scares me, <laughs> to be quite honest. So. Not to use a cliche that's already, you know, you know, way overused, but, you know, the genie's already out of the bottle. So w- whether we like it or not, so that type of interaction in any sort of social media landscape is is there. And we're at the point now where we still freely can participate in it or not. So, to varying extents because, of course, there are those, and not to name the biggest of them all because we all know who that one is, but you're going to find yourself out there on social media even if you don't have an account mm-hmm. on there. You're going to be as listed as part of you know a group or seen at a game or so, some sort of uh, uh, social function. And I'm using, I'm trying to use very blank, generic terms right. because that way they can apply to as many people as possible. That's why I say, you know, social function versus, mm-hmm. let's say, demonstration, <laughs> right? <laughs> or, uh, or a sporting event versus uh, <laughs> tailgating. <laughs> <laughs> So at the, at this stage, we still have some control, if that's the word to use, uh, of how much exposure we we give to social media or how much we receive from social media. That mm-hmm. we're either going to be in it to a certain level, or we're going to ramp that up, or we're going to draw it down, and we still have the the ability. And it, it doesn't sound like this is the case in the in the. Um, Orville universe where it's mandatory to by and large mandatory, but here we can choose to uh, wrap up our engagement, lower our engagement. And there's, there's that uh, perception uh, correct or otherwise that, uh, Oh, that person's not on social media. Why not? We kind of look at that as kind of out of the norm now, whether, you know, 15 years ago, Nobody had social media in 2004. That wasn't a thing. Yeah. 2004. Think right. about that. That's yeah. not, That really isn't that long ago, but in terms of mm-hmm. how rapidly technology has evolved since then, mm-hmm. look where we are now, where we can do stuff like what we're doing right now. Yeah. Versus what you did in 2004. You wrote a, you wrote a blog or you wrote a bulletin board system mm-hmm. or a message board system, things like that. Uh, there wasn't this uh, always on, always connected right. uh, atmosphere. So I don't know if we should consider ourselves fortunate that we still have um, at least some ability to uh, scale up or scale down the involvement that we have with social media. Mm-hmm. What do you think? HOBpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> now, um, the, I, I, want, I want to make, make certain that it's not the entire Orville 
universe that operates like this. They okay. just come across a planet on upon which that, that operates like this. Yeah, so it's not like the entire the entire show <laughs> runs is that way. Is so is power, yeah, power. yeah, they yeah. In, at at one point in their journey, they encounter a society that operates like this. <laughs> Powered by Google Plus. <laughs> Not, well, anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> and then you have, I think, in that same vein, I think that it's, um, what am I trying to say? The um, the shows where you're watching and it's happening as it, I don't know what the term is. Live? Not live, but when they're doing like Big Brother, what? Reality? Reality, reality TV. TV. Okay. Thank you. Reality? Reality, <laughs> yeah. which is, yes. Reality, which is not so reality. But um, I think that it's kind of a, it just shows kind of where we've, some of the American public viewership has sunk. If uh, you're into well, that. Well, and I'm not insulting anybody who is, but I just think that, Celebrity Big Brother, I just can't get into it. I can't get into a steady diet of that. And, and I think that social media has become the new reality. Well, remember when American Idol first came out? Not to pick solely on American Idol, but when... Well, let's do it. <laughs> when, when the option came to vote for your favorite participant... Mm-hmm. More people were voting in things like that than they were actually voting in their actual... Yeah. You, know, you still civics have that. in actual elections, and not yeah. only that, but you have more of those kind of shows. You have America's Got Talent. You have the world, the world's best, which is coming out today, actually, after the Super Bowl. Um, Cha-ching. Uh, a couple other shows that, that show just you know that th- that is becoming more of a that and the the gladiator shows <laughs> where they're. Like American Ninja Warrior and yes, things like that? Yes, yes, yes. And uh, those are probably the two types of shows that are most on, most often on all networks mm-hmm. right Because now. a lot of people watch them. Because a lot of people, because it's very popular. <laughs> it's very um, popularized. And I guess that, to me, I, <laughs> I think that's just sad. Um, that, well, not sad, but just... Um, the 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 culture has kind of just become oh let's watch other people's suffering and not so much with the uh, not not so much with those specific shows but they're you know the sadder your backstory the more votes you're liable to get even if it in on a lot of those shows because the more you've had to overcome the more you're rooting for the underdog so to speak and I don't know. And maybe a little bit a, more relatable too. And I don't know that that's a bad thing. I, d- I don't know if that's good or bad. It's just something. I just think that um, we put too much emphasis on other people's journeys, and we don't pay enough attention to our own sometimes. I think that's a yeah. valid point. And we look at. I think there's in some cases some admiration for. Mm-hmm. Uh, shows that emphasize uh, certain talents, uh, mm-hmm. whether it's singing or whether it's uh, being athletic or th- things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, there's rather than celebrity Big Brother, where you just 
put a bunch of celebrity has-beens together and make them duke it out pretty well, much well it, it, depending but on there who, are people out there who like that stuff so i'm not saying that you know and if you're one of them i'm not putting you down it's just i i think that there's too much of it if well, you just look well even going not even just now with reality television there's always been an obsession with you know the uh, the rich and famous there's always been that here it's the, just gone yeah. to a different it's just gone into a different atmosphere now there's always been that uh, level of uh, status. I don't know what else to, to use, yeah, but there's yeah. always been that level of status mm-hmm. and awe. I would almost say almost envy in a way. Yeah, that mm-hmm. they live the they lead these lives of luxury and prestige, and it's like, wow, look at what this person has like their house or their collection of cars. Like, like we see shows like this all the time. Mm-hmm. How else and, do you explain a Kardashian? I'm sorry. Because <laughs> it's not in their talent. It's so much as what it is, what they represent. I think that that, yeah, I, and I'm not saying I, I hate the Kardashians, but anyway, um, and everything they stand for. No, um, it's just, uh, it's just, I find it interesting that just prying into other people's lives, I guess. Is it prying if it's really public, though? I mean, yeah, these are public yeah. figures we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's true. This is true, and I think that they know what they're getting into when they, they? enter into that arena. Um, I think the ones that grow up in that, knowing yes. that that's the world that they live in, but that there's a downside to that because that's all they know. They yeah, don't exactly. know about. They, yeah. However, how do you explain, okay, you can justify paparazzis by using that same logic, that because you're famous, we have a right to mm-hmm. invade your privacy. And I just don't buy into that. No. But you could use that same logic to justify it. I don't know. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I don't know true. if that's justifiable. Because there we are just... people who try to justify it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not oh, yeah. justifying I know. it. Yeah. I'm saying that there are people out there who use that same logic to justify prying into people's privacy. And I think that the rich and famous have a right to their privacy as well. I'll agree. Oh, with yeah, that. absolutely. They do. But they also need to expect there's there a are going to be there's going to be some invasion of privacy too that comes along with it's a price you pay. I wouldn't say necessarily it's, it's an invasion, no. but definitely a loss of privacy. Yeah. You you de- you definitely give gives give some up by 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 going that path. So there is that there's a price to pay. And I just think that as a society, we've kind of just taken it a, a little too far well, in, some, in some realms. Mm-hmm. And that's the argument. Have we? Or are we headed that way? Or, you know. I would say that's really sub- that's subjective because even now, uh, anybody can create a, a, an online platform and it's either going to be the next viral hit or it's just going to be another face in the digital media mm-hmm. sphere. Just just another website in the sea that, you know, <laughs> that you may or may not go to and eventually goes away. And most of the most people probably are going to be in that majority where it's just going to have either middling or low expectations of reaching those higher levels, but it's just going to take one mm-hmm. creative idea from somebody mm-hmm. and they're going to be off like a rocket. 
well, by the way, <laughs> show well, title. That's how, that's how, I think that's what social media kind of, I think social media is a way to kind of even the playing field a little bit. Um, that we all mm. have some sort of innate need for recognition or validation, maybe? I don't even think it's that. I just think that the it, it opens the door to a creative avenue for those people who are ambitious enough to pursue that. Well, it, it's... And I mean, we're gonna that, we're gonna segue into something else down the line, but it's almost yeah. like you're using, it, it. It's like to use the force. You're either gonna use it for good, or you're not going to use it for 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 good, or right. for good as you see it mm-hmm. yeah. from a certain point of view. <laughs> <laughs> so it really just depends on your point of view, and then if you have, then if you have, there's a show title. Well, there are these social influencers, and I think that if you have the right I don't want to use the word right, but if you have certain connections and you can, you can buy your followers and there are people who do that. People do mm-hmm. do that. Uh-huh. That's yep. the thing. That, so I think you're right. I think that but, there's but the dark most, side and then there's, you know. Mostly it's like, it's just people that do that are just like, Hey, look, look how many followers I have. And, and it, it's not like some kind of, gen, it's not like a genuine, you know, yes, I've actually, these are actually 13,000 people that actively follow what I do and blah, 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 blah. There's but a that's big difference not everybody. between that. No. That's not everybody. No, that, no. And it's, it's a matter of, I guess, perception. Well, I mean, the, I mean, there's a big difference there i mean when you're talking about social influencers you know when when you take two two people with 20,000 followers one one of one of them most is mostly purchased the the other the other one is more has more more of a uh, uh gra- like a grassroots or organic kind of growth to it one of them one of them's really a social influencer the other one uh, has look at me syndrome it's marketing <laughs> but yes it's, it's marketing. marketing and how you can market yourself and if you have the money and if you have the connections right. you can market yourself more effectively than maybe somebody or faster faster quicker um Efficient? Efficiently. Um, I don't even know if efficient's the word. Well, it depends on how many avenues you can use to connect with your audience. (laughs) (laughs) It's just... um, So I don't think it's necessarily a good or bad thing. I just think that you just... It's how it's used. how, How you... What your intent is. And but but by the by the way those those are who are playing the audio game. <laughs> Matt, Matthew was uh, kind of playing playing to the camera a little bit. So um, this is our this is our sec- this is the second time we're uh, post- posting a video to YouTube. Oh yeah, YouTube. not everybody so, can see us. Um, not everybody can see us. <laughs> not everybody can see us. <laughs> but, the, but those watching the video version can. <laughs> if you want to see the video version, go check it out. <laughs> but. So I don't know that the I don't know that it's necessarily good or bad. It's just it is what it is. <laughs> well, how you how you perceive it and how you approach it and how you if you don't like those fake people um, or fake influencers, don't follow them. Yeah, exactly. Don't, don't yeah. feed into that, um, and don't be one of those fake people if you don't 
support mm-hmm. fake people. And if you are one of those people who chooses to go that route, that doesn't make you bad. It just means you're doing a different route. And we all have yep. to take our own path. So there's no judgment. It's just interesting how different people approach it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what what really kind of got um, kind of tri- triggered triggered me with this one is the fact that in this society society it act it's it's an active part part of their like judicial system and has like serious ram- ramifications <laughs> and that that's that's what re- what kind of really fright- frightens me about uh, about. So, social media and that's kind of kind of why I wanted to bring it to the podcasting table <laughs> so the, so, well and the you know what it reminded me of when I watched it was in China they actually have cameras on every everywhere and you don't need money you don't need currency um, because they will have you on video so that if you um, so there's no such thing as credit in China. It's, it's, you don't apply for like a credit card or whatever. But if you're trying to purchase like a house and they see you on camera that you've littered, they will shame you and you might not get your loan or you might not get your house. Um, and this actually has been going on for several years. So I just find that with that many people, mm-hmm. how are they going to police that many people? And I find it interesting that that's kind of how they do that. Now that those videos are not made public, um, that we know of, that we know of, <laughs> but it just it, it it's it's just one step further. It's yeah, not too far yeah. off the mark. And so that's what that reminded me of when I when I saw the episode in the Orville is it's not too far from that. No, no. It's big it's, brother in yeah. the <laughs> so in the all pervasive sense. Yeah. So um just kind of wanted to put kind of put that to the table just so I'd that, be interested you know, to hear what our listeners Yeah have absolutely to absolutely what their opinion is. So hovpodcast at gmail.com or post post a comment on our on the on our uh, YouTube or leave us a voicemail <laughs> <laughs> or once our uh, po- posting goes live on Instagram you can give us your thoughts there too yeah absolutely mm-hmm. so it so um, I don't mean to force the issue but sorry. <laughs> 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 I, I love a, puns. I can't help it. I have a bad feeling about this. <laughs> oh man! You started it. <laughs> so why don't you explain what we're it, yeah. alluding to? So last night was, and for those uh, for those uh, that are downloading this uh, later on, uh, by last night I mean February second was. Uh, the uh, the uh, themed Star Wars night at the Pepsi Center between the uh, Colorado Avalanche and the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, this has been kind of a staple around the NHL, and other sports leagues have been doing this too. I know that uh, Major League Baseball has done this from time to time, and 
typically, when it comes to uh, a Star Wars related event, uh, as I've seen for, uh, in past to hockey seasons uh, for the Avs, they'll have uh, local Star Wars fan clubs show up and people will dress up in their Star Wars themed um, apparel or attire. There will be people in costume. You'll find folks dressed as either stormtroopers or Darth Vader or some of your other favorite characters or depending maybe some of your, the characters you yeah don't like but uh it's it's you know kind of a way to kind of tie pop culture and in, in, into something that's uh can be marketed for speaking of marketing for <laughs> uh in, in, a, in you know in a sporting arena um so last night uh the avs had their little uh graphic around the electronic ribbon and for those that may not understand what a ribbon is a ribbon is the uh, digital signage all around the uh, the seating area of of the arena where you have you would have your your typical sponsors or you would have the uh, make noise or get loud uh, graphics or things like that uh, i remember seeing that uh gra- the star wars graphic on the ribbon approximately once Oof. during the game and that was early on the Avs, uh, spoiler, ended up losing the game, uh, losing this game. But if you're marketing something, you you may want to uh, not necessarily trust your feelings that people are <laughs> going to get this because there are, this may come as a surprise. But there are other other uh, f- people out there that may not be big fans of Star Wars. So. <gasps> Yeah. <laughs> so if you're in, if, and if someone like that is coming to a game like this, you may want to, you know, have a little bit more of a presence instead of this. Right. Uh, well, that was supposed to be crickets, but it doesn't really sound like. Sorry. It sounded okay. like a, dry, a, wa- a, dry, a washer or dryer combination <laughs> there. <laughs> I got to download a new sound. <laughs> <laughs> But I didn't see anybody handing out any like Star Wars, uh, like goodie bags or people in, in a lot of costumes. And, and to and to be fair, I didn't really roam around the, the concourse very very much. I I was downstairs on the first level and I walked around a little bit, but I didn't really see anything on the first level. And then when I went upstairs to the third level, I didn't really see anything from where I left the first level upstairs to go to the third level. I didn't see anything. This wow. was and. As much of a hockey fan as I am, yes, please excuse for those watching the, on the camera the Minnesota North Star shirt I'm wearing right now. <laughs> you can see, and I'm holding it in my hand, my Colorado Avalanche water bottle. It's it, it, it's it's vintage. It's fine. <laughs> not not the wa- not the water bottle, but the shirt. <laughs> right. So uh, I I kind of have to call you know, I have to call out my my team and their marketing department here because I I really think they just did not handle this very well at all. And, Part of it, and I was thinking about this just before we switched into this topic, that last, uh, I keep saying last night, uh, the uh, the game was also a Hockey Night in Canada broadcast. Mm-hmm. And Hockey Night in Canada, for those that may not be aware, is a very storied Canadian tradition. Think of it in the States like Monday Night Football. It, it just has a certain level of gravitas to it. And... That may be why certain elements may not have been present in the uh, game ops, 
But in terms of well, being, they, they know about Star Wars in Canada, though, they right? They do know about Star Wars <laughs> in Canada. But again, it's hockey night in Canada. So if it's anything fair that, enough, fair if, enough. If it's anything that uh, has some sort of heritage or tradition, especially when it comes to changing things in anything, let alone hockey, yeah, there's always going to be at least some pushback. Even if, especially well, from coach's corner, right? So, <laughs> and you know, to look at it from a certain point of view, you change certain certain things in Star Wars, people are going to get mad. Like Han shot first, exactly. So, <laughs> what something had to give, and apparently, it was the uh, the prominence of the theme night in question in the <laughs> arena. So, if it was Star Wars night, but there wasn't much of a presence of Star Wars, did it really happen? Uh, I don't think so. I I would almost say it's uh, the, the Force clouds everything, but <laughs> I, I think the intent was there. But this was probably just chalk this up to just a terrible you know scheduling quirk. Don't put it on a hockey night in Canada broadcast. Don't put it on. Don't do it the night before the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. And do it on a Saturday afternoon game. Right. Like in a couple of weeks when the Avs come back from their road trip. (laughs) So that way it's a little more accessible to not just uh, Star Wars fans, but you can also get your kids involved. Right, right. An afternoon game that has a one one o'clock local puck drop is going to be more accessible for kids, you know, under the age of 10 Mm -hmm. versus a Hockey Night in Canada game scheduled at 8 p.m. on a Saturday night. Oof, Yeah. Econ 101 here, folks. Yeah. So I was, uh, I was, uh, I was, I was very displeased with, uh, with this. And if they, if they, uh, if the Avs do this again next year for their Star Wars night to, uh, not quote, uh, the NHL commissioner, but they will pay a price for their lack of vision. Because th- this was this was this was not oh, yeah. this did not go over well at all. They had one in-game you know uh, presentation where they actually had someone dressed as Darth Vader and another Star Wars character for a giveaway. That was it. Nothing more. Uh. So they they just yeah. I just got to play that one. <laughs> That's new. I hadn't heard that one before. Well, it's been it's been a while since it's, it's been a while since I've I, I've uh, played played that one. So I, I was uh, I was very disappointed in in the uh, the effort, the level of effort that the Avs marketing department went to for Star Wars Night, and I, I was doubly disappointed at the lack of on ice effort that the Avs put out last night. But I spoke at length of. Uh, on that, uh, and again, I keep saying last night. I, I, I spoke at length on the uh, Burgundy Rainbow post game report that I did on Periscope. So I won't plug it. It's out there on Periscope. So go ahead and find it if uh, if you really want to hear my thoughts on that. So that's that's my sports talk in regards to <laughs> that piece of it. But in terms of the marketing and Star Wars pop culture aspect of it, it was equally disappointing. And. There, there needs to be a real reflection of how they proceed with other marketing terms like this. If you want to reach a wide audience, something like this is 
certainly a smart idea, but you have to be also equally smart in terms of your execution of it. Mm-hmm. And that would go with any theme night, whether it's uh, in the in the minor leagues a few years ago, they had a Seinfeld theme night. Oh, nice. I, for, I forget what team it was, uh, but for somebody out there, of what, course, was, said, oh, it was, was, the was the Rangers. It was the Devils. Oh. <laughs> it was the Devils. Okay, okay. They I bet it. you it was the Devils because of the one episode with, where with Putty. Putty. Yeah. Uh, Putty okay. on the face painting. Right, right, yeah. right, right. But what the what the team did, and the minor teams kind of do a little bit more more stuff because I guess they had a little bit more flexibility. They actually had Seinfeld themed jerseys of oh, nice. the puppy shirt. Nice. Uh. So. You're not going to wear the puffy shirt maybe throughout the whole game, but at least if he has something for pregame warm-up, that might make it a little more fun. Or, you know, do what's, what's hey, current No, no half days? measures, man. If you show up in it, you go wear all it. In. Yeah. You go, <laughs> no half measures. You go all in. So, so yeah. Uh, so, yeah, just to, just to wrap up, it was just a, a – it was as if a million voices cried out in, in terror and then were silenced. <laughs> we, we, we better, we better, we but be, that's okay. <laughs> we better carry on with our exercises. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we we were uh, talk, talking about uh, this uh, before we actually uh, record, recorded. Uh, from from what you showed, you you actually you did like. Way way more for Star Star Wars night than than official uh, Colorado Avalanche did. Now I don't want to you know I don't want to put myself on a pedestal here, but uh, I and to my you know credit or lack thereof, I did I did not even realize Star Wars night was happening last night. Again, I keep saying that. Well, well, but, they didn't. Well, I mean, again, as as we t- I mean, they didn't exactly make it uh, <laughs> make it common knowledge either. Right, and and. Uh, when I found out about it, um, I thought, let's have some fun. So I've, I've made mention before and um, the the kind of stuff that I do with Burgundy Rainbow, but I also run the Game Day Twitter account for, for Avs Games. And I thought to myself, you know what? It's Star Wars night, but let's have a little bit of fun with it. So I decided to, uh, as as opportunity afforded me, uh, anytime that I tweeted out something from the Burgundy Rainbow account to use pictures from the movie Spaceballs. Nice. <laughs> so uh, if, if you uh, do just a, a good tw- uh, Twitter search for Burgundy Rainbow and you'll look at the tweets that came out from last night, you'll find a lot of uh, good uh, <laughs> dark helmet photos out there, a few good uh, Princess Vespa out, uh, photos out there. I really wanted to use one with... Uh, uh, yogurt, but uh, uh-huh. unfortunately, uh, the Schwartz, uh, the Avs had the downside of the Schwartz uh, <laughs> during that game. And as you all know, there's an upside and a downside, and there's two sides to every Schwartz. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that that was my way to kind of make it fun, and I think it was actually our highest uh, volume uh, Twitter interaction for a single uh, Avs game that we've had since we started doing that. So, <laughs> good call there. It it was it was it was in. In the, the even though the Avs didn't do so well in their play, at least uh, we were able to kind of make it a little bit more fun on mm-hmm. on the social media platform to uh, get people to interact with us and use their best Star Wars quotes to describe the state of how the team was playing, <laughs> or some folks out there who were familiar with Spaceballs bringing in their own Spaceballs gifts and photos or gifs 
or gifs, you know, on your <laughs> depending on your point of view, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so we were able to kind of you know have a little bit of fun with it, and uh, there was a nice little, uh, almost a literal tip of the hat to uh, our managing editor, uh, who uh, threw out some uh, spaceballs lines in our uh, chat server. So I, I gave him a very special uh, ending uh, Spaceballs photo when the game was over. So Nice. <laughs> so S- Star Wars Night was uh, largely uh, lackluster. I was going to make well, a sarcastic remark oh, about go for Jar Jar it. Go Binks, for it. but I won't. <laughs> oh, go for it. <laughs> I was going to say, sort of like Jar Jar Binks. I'm sorry. Anyway, moving on. Well, even Jar Jar Binks had at least one good showing. <laughs> Did he? At least one. Yeah, yeah. Before he got super annoying. So before we even see him on the movie, on, on screen. <laughs> That's up for debate. I didn't say that. Send the hate mail to Ryan. H-O-B podcast at gmail.com. We look forward to your comments. <laughs> Just aim the hate at Ryan. It's, um, it's fine. I, 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 will, I will totally defend my position on Jar Jar. Absolutely. Uh, That's a show title. <laughs> So anyway, <laughs> alrighty like, then. Yeah, I, I um, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, lost my train, train of thought. So I, it derailed. I, yes, um, I, I derailed I, by Jar Jar. Damn it. Okay. Ooh, that's even better. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Yeah. All right. So. <laughs> I, yeah. Hashtag the hell out of that, and let's see how that turns out. <laughs> Octothorpe derailed by Jar Jar. <laughs> okay, to keep everything on track, Matt, <laughs> you had an amusing news story. So uh, while, we're, while we're in the midst of our little giggle fest here, uh, I w- recently uh, was uh, clued into this story. This is courtesy of The Sun in the UK, where... Uh, a McDonald's customer was arrested for dialing the uh, UK version of 911. In this case, it's called 999. After a fast food worker put onions in his burger. So, a McDonald's customer was arrested when he dialed 999 to report staff for putting onions in his Big Mac. Drunken Leslie McDonough. No, drunken is not his first name. (laughs) (laughs) Although, this is exactly as the article is being written. Drunken Leslie McDonough, age 53. So, drunken Leslie McDonough, 53, said he had a quote-unquote severe allergy and demanded police attend. Officers found him asking the diner's manager outside for a fight and told him to leave. A court heard. The insurance worker, on his way to meet his wife to mark... Their wedding anniversary. Oh, and nothing oh. Spe- nothing says wedding anniversary like McDonald's. <laughs> Flew into a rage, <laughs> fell down, and tried to grab one cop by the leg as they tried to pick him up. He was held after spitting in an officer's face while being dragged out last December in Manchester. 
City magistrates heard McDonough of Atherton, quote-unquote, wasn't happy at the Burger <laughs> Onions. He was given a 12-month community order after admitting assault. I'm not making this up. <laughs> Claire Parrott. <laughs> oh, God. Defending. Said it, quote, wasn't just an argument about the order being wrong, unquote, as her client has, quote, unquote, severe allergies. But she said he, quote, now realizes that this was not a police matter, unquote, and although his memory, quote, unquote, isn't complete, he is, quote, quite clearly, utterly embarrassed Crazy. and ashamed, unquote. I cannot think of a more God. British oh, I know. explanation <laughs> slash accountability slash apology other than he is quite clearly utterly embarrassed and ashamed. It's right up there with, I am quite cross with you, sir. <laughs> it, I mean, it reminds me of a, of a uh, head, headline I read like so, this is some years ago um that some some hooligans knocked over a dustbin in shaftsbury and i'm like what is it is this like some is this like a new game or something it's, it's like, <laughs> no it's horrible it's, it, the crime here is just horrible it's like wait just, I, is, I, I don't know just the, just the language does it, doesn't can convey, <laughs> convey this is crime. absolutely appalling <laughs> <laughs> They're just, knock, they're just knocking over dust bins. It's like and so the rubbish was li probably lighting the streets too. <laughs> it's, but yeah. So, so I won't read the rest of the article, but that's uh, that was the kind of the funny thing about somebody going quite so far as to uh, dial the equivalent of nine one one about onions in somebody's Big Mac. <laughs> so uh, next time, I guess. Uh, do it your way and go someplace else. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, I, I think it's time, time to wrap, wrap this guy up here. So uh, we do thank uh, thank you for watching um, and listening. Yes, and that uh, uh, yeah. Okay, so sorry about that. <laughs> thank you. Uh, we do appreciate any feedback. So please comment using the channels found on the contact page at hovpodcast.net. And please check out our YouTube channel at bit.ly slash hovpodcast underscore YouTube, all lowercase. And if you want to stay up to date, please subscribe uh, on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or TuneIn. Okay, let's name let's let's name this guy. <laughs> yogurt. I hate yogurt, even with onions. <laughs> okay, let's see. I like derailed by Jar Jar. Dinner. That was good. Okay, that was really good. <laughs> so we got Chuching, off like a rocket. Point of view, not to force the issue. Totally defend position on Jar Jar, derailed by Jar Jar, and I hate yogurt even with onions. <laughs> I do like the derailed by Jar Jar. Yeah, that's, I think that's derailed good. by Jar Jar. Okay, all right, we're go all right, we're going with that. <laughs>